This is Mick Gray of DC Comics. You're listening to the Top 5 Comics Podcast. Welcome to Top 5 Comics Podcast. People talking about comics, pop culture, and events. With us today we have Josh45. What's up? And CBS. What's up? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm speaking for you. That's good stuff, right? Today we're doing episode number 120. Episode 120. Oh, yeah. Uh, so do a little different today. We're, uh, we're just going to go over a couple. We're, we're going to talk about the Green Lantern, Grant Morris Green Lantern. Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, yeah. I always do that. Grant it's Morrison you don't Green like Lantern. Him. That's not true. It's true. No, it's not. That's fine. You, but I mean, I don't like Batman ripped, but I mean, rip. Like, it's not. I don't like that. And you don't like his X Men, and you don't oh, like yeah, this. I forgot about his X Men. Like that. Okay, I did forget about his X Men. I'm not a fan of like the sister character and whose name now I can't remember. Um. Yeah. Usually I remember that pretty good, but I don't remember her name now. Not a fan of her or Beak. She didn't have a beak. No, no, the character beak. Oh, like why chick, not? Chicken head. Ah, it's in like. Maybe it's not so much that he was making the characters, maybe more that they were being drawn by quietly and they just looked too real, so they were gross. But that was his whole point, which, I mean, I guess is fine, whatever. It wasn't my favorite time with X-Men, that's for sure. But there's plenty of other things. There were a lot of Batman that I liked just fine. We Three, that's freaking great. Joe the Barbarian, great. So yeah, there's other things I like just fine that the guy does. The Invisibles... Oh, yeah, The Invisible is good, too. See, um... See Guy Mickey Eye? Yeah. I don't know if I call that good or not, but that was a thing. I liked it. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today, for the most part. Uh, his JLA was amazing. JLA? So you good. Know, I guess I don't really remember his JLA that much. It's like, I think it's the penultimate Justice League-like storyline that brought the Big Seven back into prominence. I'm sure I read that stuff, but I guess I didn't have a footnote of who was doing it. He did do Final Crisis, and, like, that's okay. Has a weird shift at the end, but that's because he was going to kill the Trinity, and DC was like, "Sure, go ahead." And he's like, "Cool." And, and they, they were like, "Psych, don't." Right. They realized he was going to do it, and they're like, "Yeah, no, you can't. That's not. That's not it's a bad idea." He's like, "Well, maybe we'll let you kill the Trinity if you come on board." He's like, "Okay," and then he kills him. They're like, "Yeah, no, uh, yeah, maybe not." Yeah, so there's definitely a shift in that book, but ultimately it winds up being fine. But yeah, it's like a yeah. It's a weird uh, situation there, I think. Uh, anyhow, we had a couple of interviews from uh, a couple of gals out at the uh, Colorado Springs Comic Con. We have an interview with Sarah from the Atomic Pixies and with uh, Casey Snow. That's uh, Casey with a K. Both girls, fantastic artists. Uh, both took time to talk to us during the show, so that was really cool. Both of them fantastic. As far as uh, art's concerned, they're both great. But you can find both of them online. Just uh, Google Casey Snow, which is Casey with a K again, or the Atomic Pixies. And you'll be able to find them. So yeah, definitely check them out because they're fantastic. So I'm going to run those at the end of the episode here. So you want to move on to some uh, Green Lantern, Josh? Yeah? I, got, I got a tidbit of news. Sweet. Well, let's go and start with the news then. Beep, 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 I like to do that for that's the news thing. Right. Detective 1000. I guess it is going to have multiple writers now. Yeah. Psych. Right. Changed our minds. Because we're DC Comics, we do what we want. You know, I kind of expected that from the get-go, and it was a $10 book. I only, yeah. I only brought this one up because um, you hate him, but Kevin Smith said that he wrote his story when he was high. 
Right. That makes sense, writing a Batman story while you're stoned. High AF. Yeah. Best Batman story you ever wrote. Well, Whiting Guy's not the good dude, so there's that. No. Anyway. Um, Cacophony was okay. Supposedly they're going to kill Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I know. I guess we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's just, it's just news, no, no. man. Don't kill. No, you're good. Um, they're going to do a Green Ranger origin story. Yeah, I did see that. It's supposed to be, I think, Go-Go Power Rangers number 16. Like Rita, like her, one of her early, early henchmen, find the coin, yada, yada. Um, there's a new Shazam trailer out you should check out. Oh, I guess I haven't seen that yet. Pretty good. Cool. It's going to be good. I think it's going to be the best DC movie so far. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, the trailers, at least the one, the first one was really great. So I think it's going to be DC's Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Like, it's going to be, like, it's not going to be, like, so part of, like, the universe, but it's also, and it's going to be fun-loving and, like, funny and wholesome and good and different, but it's also going to be, like, it will be a part of it, kind of. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bring him in later. I think that's cool. I mean, at least the first trailer looked awesome, so I was looking at the second one. wasn't aware there was another one. Um, there's massive rumor that um, they are working on a Fantastic Four video Fantastic Four video game. Like, it'll be similar to the Spider-Man game. Right. I saw something about that. So, I don't know. It could be cool. Right. It could bring them back into prominence. I think if I think if written properly, they could be awesome. Well, the current series hasn't been bad. I mean, book-wise, we're, I think we're six issues in now. Then they just did the wedding for uh, the thing and Alicia. Alicia, yeah. So, like, as far as stories, I don't feel like that story's been bad. But as far as the four, I mean, there hasn't been anything on the shelf for, I don't know, there's like a seven year gap there. Um, They are. They are announced that they're going to do a long Batman Long Halloween animated movie. Yeah, me and Ross kind of talked about that the last episode. Interesting that, like, to pick that one. I think that's really cool, just timing-wise. And speaking of animated, January 13th is the release date to Reign of Superman, the second part of the Death of Superman um, movie thing. That's cool. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. The first half was pretty good, so the second half I'm excited for. Other than that, I didn't see a whole ton of shenanigans. You know, there was something that was teased in the new... The newest previews catalog from Marvel, uh, is Iron Man 2020, which, uh, Iron Man 2020, so like originally it's, uh, was a story, it was like a jump forward. They did a batch of 2020 books, and so we had this Arno Stark that was Iron Man in the future. And then fairly recently, like during the Marvel Now time frame, so like Karen Gillan was writing, we had Arno Stark show back up, and that led to a batch of weird, Origin story stuff that, depending who you are, either you liked or you hated. Um, but they've recently had him show back up, I think, it's either issue five or six of the Tony Stark Iron Man current series. Arno has showed back up, so it's hard to say if this 2020 is like a tease literally for next year, which is crazy if that's the case, or if uh, it's something they're planning to build to and then have a start probably middle of the year. Just because it's a weird, like, one-page tease that shows, like, a bunch of technology stuff and then, like, 2020 in Iron Man. So it's, like, a weird... It's a weird tease. It doesn't solicit... Not an actual solicit. It's, like, an ad page. Hmm. Anyhow, so if you're a Tony Stark fan, that would be something kind of neat to check out. That Arno stuff is really weird. But, uh, you know, whatever. Anyhow, um... So I guess that's it, right? 
Yeah, I didn't see. It wasn't like a bunch of. Uh... Yeah, not anything else terribly crazy. There's some tease about like an Americanized issue of Dragon Ball Z, but I think it was just fan art. I don't know if it was actually like a thing or not, but the pictures look cool. But the article was unclear if it was actually something being published or if it was something being done just by an artist. But, I mean, so I guess Google that, I guess. There might be more out about it now, but as a thing, it looked kind of neat. Like, the pictures are really cool, so. Anyhow, um, so I guess we can move over to the uh, the Green Lantern book. Sure. All right. So this is Gr- Green Lantern. is being written by uh, Grant Morrison. Is that how you say it? Yeah. An artist is Liam Sharp. Uh, so Liam did, he's done a bunch of other stuff for DC too. Like artist wise, he's been around. He's a British, he's a British artist. So, um, as a thing, I can't, like, I know his art from stuff, but I can't place anything that was super giant. I mean, he did a batch of the books for back whenever there was Marvel Europe, when they were doing those other books that were being printed in Europe and occasionally came over to America. So I, I don't know if that's where he started or not, but he did a batch of stuff for them. And then, of course, eventually worked into regular Marvel. So, anyhow, um, but art-wise, I mean, he's a good artist, so that's cool, right? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a kind of a throwback to me, anyway, of the uh, like the Jim Starlin 1980s like space style books, like that. It's that style, like the. I mean, it's definitely starting out in the middle of space with some crazy like. And the character designs, I think. I mean. I think you're going to go like what you normally do, which is going to be really difficult for you to do to walk through the book because it's all over the place. But it's, uh, I love Grant Morrison and I love Green Lantern. So I think it's a perfect, it's like a match made in heaven to me, but it's like, it's super crazy. Um, what happened in the back of that? That's how it was when I came out of the bag when I had it in there. What? I know. It wasn't the fan when I saw it. In the bag and board, underneath some other books, it'll flatten back out. But yeah, I came out when I pulled it out. I was like, seriously, dude? This is exactly I what I said. I didn't even take this out of the thing. No, when I pulled it out, that's how it was. So I read the sh- I read the on-the-shelf one at the comic book store. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I bought this one because I like this cover, but I read it at the comic book store. I didn't ever take it out. There's no way it was in there that way at the store. No fucking way. Because it was sitting on the... Sh- oh, was it not sitting on the shelf? No. It was behind the counter. You handed it to me. Mm, that's why it was in there. Now I have a hard time remembering that. You paid aftermarket prices for a variant cover with a fucked up back issue. Yeah, but you didn't pay anything different for it. It was charging for the normal price of the book. No, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I, I did. I paid full prices. Like- this one, yes. No. That one, no. That one I did. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I'll have to see if I have another one at the store, then. Anyway. It's also I'm going to edit out, so... Unfortunately, I'm going to listen to all this now. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking a little bit different. Huh, you're good. Um, I don't even know where to start. This book's all over the place, man. It's going to be really hard to It's learn. all right. This is the impressions of it rather than, like, actual <laughs> read-through. Like so it, it, is, it is a nightmare. <clears throat> a little bit. All right, so I know that we usually do like a, a recap of the books, like, but we're doing issues one and two, so we're kind of just, I don't want to, I guess we're, I don't want to necessarily ruin it for people because I want people to read the book. So we're not going to get like super crazy into the actual story, but 
Um, it's a Hal Jordan story, and it really takes Green Lantern back to the weird. Like, oh, yeah, back sure. to the crazy outer limits of space, and they're really going to delve into that new, the new ultraviolet spectrum that they're in, that they introduced in Justice League. Yep. Um, but there's like multiple ones. There's like the radio and like all these other like, other spectrum types that we've like never dealt with before. The, the non-seeable spectrum. Right. Yeah, like you can't really see it. So, um, and with it being written by Grant Morrison, it really brings in like the crazy, like there's a Green Lantern that his head is literally a volcano. Right. Yeah. Like his body's like a normal person's body, but his head is a volcano. Which is crazy. Which is constantly erupting. Right. Which, like, okay, cool. Like, that might be the weirdest part of it, like, that I was, uh, no. <laughs> that, a little bit too far. But it, uh, it, it starts, um, I don't know, it brings Hal Jordan, like, back to his, his lantern and, you know, like some of the stuff that happened in the Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, when they when they ended it, it wasn't totally resolved. And it was like he was part of the Corps, but they are like, yeah, take a break, dude. Which is kind of weird, but whatever. Um, yeah, basically the same picks up at the beginning of them like capturing the spider thing. Like crazy spider alien. And, and Hal's not there yet. This is a whole bunch of other, other Green Lanterns that, for all, best I know, are brand new. And they're in the process of capturing the spider thing to put it onto a prison transport with a bunch of other criminals that they're sending back to New Oa. And, uh, like, setup-wise, I mean, the battle's pretty crazy. I mean, there's a pretty funny thing in there where, well, I, mean, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or if it's like a... It's hard to say how to read it. Because the lantern that's fighting the alien, the, the spider alien, gets his finger bit off, like his ring finger. But yet, he's still able to control the Green Lantern power and the ring, and it happens to be his middle finger. So, like, I don't know if that's, like, a screw you the audience, or, like, a is it supposed to be a joke, or, like, what it's supposed to be, because it seems to be, like, it's definitely intentional that that's the finger that was bit off. So, I mean, that's kind of funny. Whether it's supposed to be funny or not, don't know. But it, it's crazy. Um... Eventually, we join Hal back on Earth, and he's, at this point, basically like this deadbeat on the planet, because he doesn't have his battery anymore. He's still got his ring. His ring's got some charge. And he's saying with some chick, and I don't recognize the girl, really, so I'm not sure who she's supposed to be, but he basically winds up apologizing to her when they when she first shows up home with, for dinner that he lost his job again, which, if you followed Hal at all, like he went from being the fighter pilot to be a Green Lantern court member and, like, abandoning all his, like, normal Earth life. So he quit being a test pilot. He quit having, like, a regular apartment or living anywhere. And he basically just flew through the galaxy doing Green Lantern stuff. And then eventually, when the court kicked him out, he had to find another job back on Earth because they put him on Earth and he didn't have a ring. And so he no longer fit anywhere. So he's had a couple other weird, like, other jobs that were, like, Earth jobs for short periods of time, usually. And Hal's a uh, buck the system kind of guy, so that doesn't go super well, um, just in general. But yeah, um, as far as the thing, like while he's <clears throat> while he's there dealing with all that nonsense and trying to make things okay with her, he's like, "Yeah, I'm almost enemy, and I understand everybody hates me. You know, I, I hate me too." 
So it's kind of like, it's not like he's completely downtrodden or whatever, but he realizes that the way he affects people yeah. is kind of a jerky, I guess, would be the right way to describe that. It also reintroduces the dark stars, which we haven't seen them really for a while. Yeah. And they were kind of the replacement Green Lantern Corps after Hal destroyed the Corps. Um, Donna Troy actually used to be a part of it, and they kind of fell off for a while. And so um, they bring in Star. What's that guy's name? Oh, he's Evil Star. Evil Star. Yeah. And he's like, he has like a... It's, it, I guess, his version of a powering. It's supposedly, it gets, it gets its power from starlight. Yeah, like harvests it or feeds off it. And so the dark stars wanted him and it to be able to, I think, get the dark stars repowered and going again. But I don't know what their end game is. Yeah, it's kind of a question right now, like how far, how far they're going to go or what exactly their plan is. Like the whole first issue is basically this group collecting different pieces to build something. However, we don't exactly know what that is, and there's a pretty good catch at the end that's, like, freaking crazy, and we have to assume that's what the parts are for, but, like, the whole recollecting evil star who's been, like, imprisoned in a Green Lantern prison out in the edge of space that's completely black in order to keep him from having any power or gaining power, they basically go rescue him and bring him back to his ship to, I don't know, almost just leave him dead, which is crazy, um, after taking part from him to build whatever it is they're building. And as soon as they take it off, he ages back to his actual age. So Yeah, so he turns into a crumply old man, which is crazy. But the dude's like, he's a psychopath. Like, he killed a whole planet of people. So like, Yeah. Like, he's, a ter- he's a terrible individual, so I guess he deserves it. Like two trillion people, he was responsible for their death. So Hal's kind of like, um, help him out, but it's no hurry. He killed two trillion people. Right. Yeah, because they fall on like, having a Green Lantern hospital. And he, that's what he tells the nurse when he's leaving after, like, questioning him, sort of. So, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, because we hadn't seen the character in a very long time. We hadn't seen any of those characters in a long time. And we basically just cleaned house with them. So, that's crazy. Pretty neat, but crazy. And then it kind of ends... Well, it ends with a cool reveal, which, I mean, that's like... Not really a reveal, it's more of a... It's a, it's a massive cliffhanger, like... Yeah, cliffhanger, I guess. But yeah. it's pretty cool. Creepy and eerie because it's it is super weird. Him standing at the moon on the moon, looking at Earth, and yeah, that's crazy. There's just yeah. yeah. I think that's well. Is that the end? I think that's the end of two, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So like the end of one is a crazy cliffhanger too. Like it's more. I don't know. I guess end of one is more like a reveal, but it's not like a reveal that it's just a reveal. It's crazy. There's no like actual answer there. As far as, like, books are concerned. At least I don't feel like it's a reveal. Or, no, sorry. I feel like it's a reveal less of a cliffhanger. Because it's like, pull back the curtain and you're like, what the hell is this? Which is awesome. So, I mean, read the book so you can see what we're talking about. Um, but, yeah, even issue two has got a crazy end, too. Because, like, issue two, we go through a whole bunch of other hoops. And, like, during those hoops is where we deal with Darkstar again. And... It, the catching up with other characters in the universe and like the volcano heads basically explain to Hal how, Oh, you got to take over this particular case because you've dealt with dark star before. So we're taking you off the missing, the missing, uh, prison transport. Cause like all those prisoners, like Hal found most of them again, but there's still a few of them missing. So like 
he kind of cleaned up the mess that would result in the death of a couple other lanterns, but there's still characters missing from that. So, like, that's what the core had him working on. And so, begrudgingly, it's like the blue guy is giving back his power or giving back his battery to uh, have him work on this case. And then automatically, he's put on a different case altogether that we as audience are sure is going to connect just because the way it started. But for Hal, it's like this is a totally separate thing, which is pretty, like, interesting, like the way they weave it. But yeah, as far as like a setup, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the first issue. There's a whole lot of stuff going on in the second issue too. It's just crazy. Um, like that's why walking through it like we kind of normally do is yeah. very, very difficult with these. If you if you like Grant Morrison and you're familiar with his work, you'll absolutely love it. If um, if you like something that's a little strange, a little different, you'll absolutely love it. Sure. If you if you like crazy sci-fi adventures yeah, it's okay you'll love too. it yeah. but on the other hand it might be too much for some people maybe i mean it is it is a little disjointed with certain things work not like bad storytelling but like we're dealing with a lot of different things at once i'm actually surprised that dc didn't decide to go the route with this when i first read that they were going to do it that they didn't do the dc black thing oh yeah because it seems like that this would fit that I could see that, yeah. Because I mean, it, cause yeah. it's it can be it could be even more off the wall, and like if you let Grant Morrison, maybe that's why they didn't, because he gets too crazy. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, like Brian Azzarello, you can make a Batman story that sort of stays within the lines. It's kind of out of the lines, and then number one happened, and the internet lost its mind. Batman damned. If you're wondering what that's about, but yeah, I I think if you're like, oh yeah, Grant, just make whatever, because Big Dan, the best we understand, is not any continuity by its own. So, like, keeping this in continuity kind of forces him to play in certain lines. And I'm, if he didn't have to, then yeah, you're right. It'd probably be... Maybe they were just worried that we'd get another, like, Bruce Wayne, like, no... <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Bratwurst scandal. Like, we don't need right. another one of those. <laughs> Hell Jordan ham sandwich, right? <laughs> just crazy nonsense. Yeah, I could, I could see that, I guess. But... <laughs> I think it's fantastic. There's a lot of weird stuff that, like, it's a throwback to really old Green Lantern, like really old, not not like five years ago, but like. Oh yeah, well the Dark Stars, like that's forever ago. Well, even Evil the, Star too, like the reveal at the end of issue one and some of the some of the characters, just like throwback to late seventies, early eighties Green Lantern stuff, like. Right. Like well, like design wise. I mean, like you were saying earlier, a lot of the designs are like very Jim Starlin esque. I mean, as far as like art's concerned and style, there's a lot of things like that in there, so that's pretty cool. I mean, Dread Stars, something Jim Starlin did, has nothing to do with Green Lantern, but like a lot of the characters in there, alien wise, these characters look like they fit that same genre time frame. And just the design, like, like that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, like just that. Um, the the other thing I thought was cool was. The like the kind of coming soon kind of thing at the end that they that you don't you don't really see that you used to see it a lot. Oh, the and crazy splash page in issue one. Yeah, and that just like shows pictures of things that can happen in the next ten issues, and you're not like when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. Yeah, or even what, more. What yeah. some of it means. Well, yeah, and those batch of pictures. There's one that's like straight up almost old school 
Green Lantern, Green Arrow team up. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looks like it is. It does show an Ollie scene, so. Yeah. So yeah, that whole, uh, yeah, we, we don't get a lot of those anymore that are like that, but usually they, I guess they did do one like maybe five or six years ago that was a Batman Thanksgiving picture that was supposed to have hitting mini meaning inside of it. And it did. I mean, like there were certain things that as we went through it, got explained to where it made that picture make sense. I mean, I feel like there's still things that were never answered, but, but that was a different kind of thing. This is like more, I don't know, like a preview poster almost. Yeah. So it's not quite the well, same Well, they used thing. to do those, they used to do that a lot in the old days. Oh yeah. But like, they, they kind of, then they, they, they dumbed it down a little bit to like next issue and it would just be like a clip, like a one little scene from what's coming up in the next issue. But now, but that's right. like, or like a cover or whatever. One of the other thing I liked about these books and like, I, I think that the take that Grant Morrison is going to, the route he's going to go is you have this character in, in Hal Jordan, who's, he, he's been a cop and he's been a test pilot and he's been a toy salesman and he's been an insurance investigator or something. And he's just, he's been all these different things and he's like been across the universe and he's, seeing these utopias where people live a thousand years and then he like comes and he's comes back to earth and he's just, it's like angry. He's like, man, this is, this sucks. And he just has this like weird, like dark undertone to him that he's, I've never really liked how Jordan, he's my least favorite green lantern, but Grant Morrison writing him makes me like him more because it, it makes him more human. He's not like the perfect, I know he's been the bad guy and he's been parallax and all this stuff, but he's always been like the, the DC golden boy green lantern. And like, I've always been more of a Kyle Reiner fan where he had a lot more tragic things happen to him. And like, Oh, how Jordan's just kind of, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of issues. Yeah. Well, I think it depends what time you're reading too. Like who is your first, like same thing with Robins. Like who is your first Robin? Like, and well, Hal is not the original Green Lantern because it was Alan Scott, the magic Green Lantern with the red cape. Very different setup and not the same Harley at all, except for a namesake. And you get to Hal and like, yeah, Hal didn't have the same things that Kyle had. I mean, Kyle had girlfriend stuffed in the refrigerator. So like, that's pretty hardcore and all of his like close relationships end either in like brutal beating or like straight up murder. So like his, path is different than Hal's, but Hal, especially when the parallax thing happened, and yeah, it's been ratconned a little bit to make it less just him going crazy and more of him being influenced to become crazy, but like everyone he knew was killed. Like whenever... When Coast City was destroyed yeah, by Coast, Yeah, when Coast City was, well, destroyed by uh, Cyborg Superman, like when he blew it all up, Hal went to the Green Lanterns, or went to the Guardians... He's like, hey, I want to use my power to try to fix this. And they're like, yeah, no. And after that, he just snapped. And then he killed everyone, <laughs> which pretty messed up, too. So, like, as a thing, as a villain, he was super out of control. Oh, my God. Yeah, like that scene in um, Emerald Dawn, I think it is, when he snaps Sinestro's neck. Oh, yeah. Now, surprisingly enough, Sinestro's died a couple times, which is kind of crazy, but... And he kills Kilowog. He just like looks away. He look he looks Man. away and covers his eyes and like just. I know that like like you said, a lot of that stuff's been retconned and not. Well, it is, but it isn't a thing anymore. But it's it's man. He he's he's a jacked up individual. Oh yeah. He's 
he's kind of nuts. Like, and he, I know Kyle's been all, every color of the spectrum, but, um, yeah. How, like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going to, how far they're going to push this with him as a character. Like, I think it could be really cool. Um, it could be kind of a possible, a possible 1980s, like, dirty cop kind of story, but just sci-fied up. Possibly, and depending what this, what the you end, know, the end catch on the first issue, depending what that really winds up being. I mean, who knows what exactly is going to happen with it? Because it's it's crazy, just in general. But you know, like as far as like rings are concerned, I mean, Hal's the only other one that's had as many rings. I mean, he hasn't had all of them, but he had the yellow ring. Or no, not yellow. Yeah, I guess he did have the yellow he has ring. Yeah, the yellow. He had the orange ring. He had the blue ring. And oh. I thought I thought that's the route they were going for at first, but then they didn't go that way. Yeah, no, they gave all of them to Kyle and then made other choices. That that was an interesting batch of books, and eventually the, all the rings together turned him into a, a White Lantern again. Which, while it wasn't the White Lantern, he was basically White Lantern. And then, of course, he sacrificed his powers again to fix the blue par- powers. So, yeah, which which he's done multiple times. He right. he took his ion powers to fix the Green Lantern Corps. Man, that's that's majority of what bring everybody back from. The, well, that's exactly where everybody came back from the dead. Right. So, like, the storyline where the Iraqon part of the story was that they made part of the reason why Hal went so crazy, being because the Parallax was inside of it. Yeah, Parallax was being kept inside the yellow battery or the green battery as a prison. And they went that, they went so far as to make the the white in his hair was caused by that too. Yeah, and, they did. But I mean. That's what you gotta do. You always have to be sure, slightly flexible, I guess. Yeah. But if they bring Ollie back and like that, I mean, th- those two have always been a good dynamic. Like that could be pretty interesting, pretty fun. Sure. Um, I don't like Green Arrow, like, and I don't like Hal Jordan. So the fact that I when I told you like we should do the New Lantern books, I was like, you know, uh, I. Right. I mean, and that must mean it's really good. Right. I think it's going to be that underground hit that people are going to be like, wow, I didn't realize that this was, is going on. And it's because it kind of flew under the radar a little bit. I thought, I think I don't, they didn't do like a, this massive like media push for it. Like they do a lot of. Yeah. There wasn't a crazy like media blitz on it. I mean, they did offer stores the possibility to do a midnight release. And so like if you were doing that, you were able to get another cover that was a black and white version of the, the regular cover. And I feel like there was another variant option if you were ordered enough copies, you're getting a store incentive cover, but they do that with a lot of books, so that's not... The Midnight Release is a crazy thing, but it wasn't as crazy as, like, Doomsday Clock, because Doomsday Clock made a big deal about, and, oh, get your copies first, blah, blah, blah. And this one, they didn't seem like they pushed it the same way, so... Why that is, no idea. Because it has been a fair minute since we had a just standalone Hal Jordan book. I mean, they did a uh, whole... uh, Mixed match of things when they were doing the Hal Jordan Green Lantern Corp, the team book. And then during that same time, we had regular Green Lanterns running, which he wasn't in at all. So that was Baz and uh, Jessica Cruz's book. So, like, as a thing, Hal being the solo main character, eh, it's been a fair minute since we had any of that happen. So, I mean, that's really cool. I think it's uh, neat he has his own book back again. Whenever they're doing the team stuff, like, those are good books, too. But it wasn't, it wasn't the same as like when he was the regular driver of the Hal, of the Green Lantern book. So, I think it's cool that we're back to that. I mean, 
I kind of always liked it when we had just the regular Green Lantern, and then we have the core, and the core dealt with everybody else. So we might see that again book-wise, but right now we split up Batch of the Green Lanterns. We have Jessica over in the Just League uh, Odyssey book, and Baz I don't think is anywhere right now. And then John Stewart was in Justice League. I don't remember. I feel like we haven't seen Guy since the Hal Jordan Green Lantern Corp. But, I mean, he's another one that doesn't always have a regular series either, so... As far as that goes, I guess we'll have to see what the next leg of this thing winds up being, if we get a second Green Lantern book or not. I love me some Guy Gardner, and... I have always... Like, if I had to imagine Grant Morrison writing somebody, I think that that's the route they would have gone, because it fits, because he's so wacky and crazy and angry and... I mean, they're both angry he's Scotsmen, just, so... He's just a pistol, man, but, like... <clears throat> yeah, he just... Yeah, he just wanted to do, that, like, that throwback to the 1950s sci-fi, like, crazy weird, like, out there, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, Liam, what's... Uh, Liam Sharp. Liam Sharp. Sharp, yeah. Yeah, like, he... Man, his his art fits with Grant. Like, it... Those, it's It's a really cool... Like what's what's the guy from uh Big Daddy like lamb and yeah <laughs> like Man. peanut butter jelly maybe <sighs> better yeah. that makes more <laughs> lamb sense. and tuna fish that makes more sense than what they said in the movie I think <laughs> I don't yeah Rob Schneider's character in Big Daddy I can't I couldn't tell you what the name of that character was to save my life he's just the delivery guy yeah that but. hangs out all the time <laughs> so silly. Yeah, they fit together pretty good as far as like a team is concerned, yeah. I think that's, I don't know. I, I don't know if we could have found a better match or not. Like ultimately, art-wise, the dude's a good artist. Uh, as far as covers, I mean, the variant covers have been great. The normal covers, eh, I don't know. I'm not such a fan of the but normals, but... The- I will say that about the normal covers, though, because that throwback... Unless their covers are kind of that throwback where they have like dialogue on the cover, like... That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it kind of. Are you like, gonna be there, Green Lantern? I don't know. Like you know, like the right. like what's going on in the book is kind of what like ish. Like, but that that's a throwback as well. Right, like eighty style covers, or even seventy, actually seventy style covers. Yeah, the eighties didn't really do a lot of that, but in the seventies they definitely well, 50s did. Fifties and sixties even was like yeah, that's huge. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Straight up dialogue on the covers. Yeah, I didn't think about that being a match. Okay, well. That makes me think differently of them. I still like the variants, but you know. I do like the first um, issue number one. I got the uh, Frank Quietly. Yeah, Frank Quietly cover. Yeah, that one's a really really cool cover. Um, the second one, I'm not like as big of a fan of. It's it's pretty cool still. It's a really it's a good it's a good cover. It's just not like, um, I don't know. Well, quietly. He's really sharp on certain things. Like there's like his X Men stuff. I'm not such a fan of, but it wasn't that it was drawn bad. It's just his gross mutants were gross. And I don't like gross <laughs> mutants, I guess. Which that's the whole point of the series is to try to teach me that not all mutants are pretty. But I'm like, I know that already. There's the Morlocks, and at least they're cool. And Grant's like, I don't care about the Morlocks. I'm like, great. That's why you get Professor X's twin sister, which is creepy and just weird. Whose name I still can't remember. Cassandra Nova. There you go. Man. Yeah. I didn't know you were asking for her name. Gross. Yeah, I couldn't remember it earlier. No. Normally it's in my head because I'm like, what do I hate best? Cassandra Nova. 
<laughs> so gross. Not a fan at all, that lady. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, quietly, art wise, Digimon kick ass, Digimon Superman. His Batman stuff pretty good too. X Men, not my favorite. His Justice League stuff, incredible. Oh, yeah, his Justice League stuff was pretty good too. Like All Star All Star Superman, it's freaking great. And that's another one that has a really good story too. And again, that's a throwback that night, that old timey. Yeah, the style to it was like classic spacey Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really cool. Like, his his Lex Luthor was really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things in that book that were really cool. Like, the Phantom Zone, like, everything, the way it worked was interesting. I mean, sad story ending-wise, but as far as, like, a story is concerned, it was, it was pretty cool for, like, a not-normal continuity book. But he really is my favorite writer. He just take takes things to a different place. Like, his writing style... Um, not necessarily comic book wise, but Neil Gaiman reminds he like that style, like where it's just he loves the characters, but he's not afraid to put them through this massive torture. And like like Gaiman's novels are are kind of like that in a way, like this is weird, like different. It's out there, but they're um yeah, Grant Morrison is just to me he's for sure my t- my favorite writer of all time. Like when he does something, I, I make sure. Even if it's so that Sea Guy book was wacky, <laughs> wacky as crap, man. But it was it was good. It was still really good. And sea Guy Mickey Eye, like the, the Invisibles, like was I think it was he might have had something before that. But I think that was one of his first books they did for Image and no Vertigo. I think it was Vertigo. Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was multiple incant like incarnations of it. It was a couple different short runs. Right. Um, but that's my, my first band I was ever in. I named after that. Right. And that's all the way in when I was in high school, like 25 years ago. So. Crazy. I'm weirdly dating myself, but yeah, it's, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be 38 years old soon. So when I was like 16 years old, that's when I started that band. Wow. So it's like, wow, that's a, you know, that's yeah. a long time ago. And that's how long I've loved Grant Morrison and his writing. And he's. Mm, crazy. His invisible stuff is. I guess, if anything, this episode's more of like a Grant Morrison tribute episode. I guess. I think we're kind of over overlapping the never been done stuff into this. Maybe. But there's a lot of other stuff. I mean, as far as books are concerned, like his Batman Inc. stuff, for the most part, was good. I mean, I'll give you later as it went on, because he wasn't willing to play with anybody else. Like, that's what ended that series. Had he just played with the other series writers, and Batman Inc. probably wouldn't have ended it. What I think, fifteen or something. But you don't know, you don't know the in, insides of that. Like, was it his fault or was it other people's fault or was it DC's fault because they just really didn't want to let the rain, like, let him just do his thing. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a possibility of all things there, but I mean, don't get me wrong, the dude. I think the dude's just in his own space in the world, which is fine. But like, as far as like working with other people, he has his own plan, and at that point, he doesn't care what anybody else is doing. So, I'm sure that's what caused wrinkles there. I mean. We know that when he was doing Superman, that or when he was doing action comics, the guys over at Superman had a hard time because they would have questions about what existed. And since Superman was happening earlier, prior to the cape and the whole costume and everything, and Superman was supposed to be in the modern time, like, who is it? George Perez was trying to write a story where Superman went to the Fortress of Solitude, and the editor's like, yeah, we don't know if the Fortress exists, so you can't do that. And so instead he's like in a weird room that looks kind of glassy, but like an office. 
And that's, but again, that's more of like a, an editor issue, not like a writer issue, you know? And the the main reason was that Grant just wasn't giving notes to people and he wasn't giving updates. He was just putting out the book as he was putting it out. But again, the editor in chief should be like, Hey, this is the continuity is that, that person's responsibility. As much as like, I didn't like a lot of the changes that Joe Quesada did for years for Marvel. He kind of brought it all like together and like, DC, like, they keep doing this thing where they, every 10 or 15 years, they're like, oh my gosh, there's a multiverse. Oh my gosh, there's just one Earth. Oh my gosh, there's a multiverse. Oh my gosh, there's just one. <laughs> they just go back and forth, and they're like, things start getting too crazy, and they're like, well, we'll just let everybody just do whatever they want, and then they come back and they bring it back, like, oh, nope, crisis on infinity Earth, final crisis, zero hour, whatever you're going to do, and they just bring it all back to just to one universe, one earth, or you just bring all the, the Hawkman into one person. Like it just, that's decent. You know, that's, that's an editor thing. That's not, that's a, that's a manager issue, not a writer issue. It's just like, if you're in high writers and there's four books that are all about one character, you got to make sure they're on the same page. If they're going to overlap, that's not the writer's fault. Unless the writer doesn't answer emails. Then you fire him, <laughs> but you can't fire Grant Morris. And, <laughs> Sorry, Grant you Morrison. can, though. Well, I mean, I technically he ended Batman Inc., so I guess maybe that was the same thing. But he ended it by killing Damien, and he's like, I'm taking my toy and going home. <laughs> he I don't think that's Grant Morrison's fault. I think that's, yeah. again... I'm going to say it is. Agree or disagree. Nice enough guy in real life, but when I asked him about Joe the Barbarian prior to it ending, like, he's like, it was not going to end well for Joe, and I'm like, I didn't think it would. And then, like, the last two issues took an extra three months to come out, and the ending is kind of okay. It's not a, it's not a bad ending. It's like a, I mean, it wouldn't, it's not like, oh, and then the world, he has superpowers kind of ending. It's like an ending that is suitable and is fine. It doesn't make you teary-eyed like We 3 was. We 3 ends very badly, but it's a fantastic book, folks. But it ends badly for the characters. Whereas Joe the Barbarian, like, yeah, there's a point where it could have gone that way, but it doesn't. So, like, in my head, I think, despite me, that he did that. Of course, I'm probably wrong, and it was only one conversation in the comic book show in San Diego. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We're talking eight years ago, probably. So, whatever. Anyway, it was a really cool conversation, so, like, I'm pretty stoked about it regardless, but there you go. So, so according to him, he's got about ten issues for his run. Right. And then he has a, what he calls quote unquote second season, um, planned out as well if they let him. So this could be like a 10 issue run. And then from there, what they decide to do from there, like is depending on how popular it is, I'm sure. But right. I'm sure cells are probably something to do with whatever happens with the next leg of things, but that's kind of normal for books and writers and whatever. So I mean, that's cool. He's got that much like sort of lined out or planned out. That's awesome. And weirdly, Grant Morrison also says that his Green Lantern of choice is Kyle Reiner because it makes sense to him. And huh. but that's why he chose Hal Jordan is because he wanted to do a character that challenged him. Interesting. So, yeah. huh? Interesting. That yeah, that's kind of that's crazy. He liked he liked um, Kyle Reiner because when he was doing Justice League, like it was the way he wrote him, the way he saw him as was like, hey, I'm Kyle Reiner, like I'm. I'm a Green Lantern, but like, 
oh my gosh, I'm getting to join the Beatles when I joined the Justice League. Like, because oh, right. at the time, Hal Jordan wasn't around. Now everybody so else the, is dead. And so he was like, he thought that that was cool. That that like starstruckness. Like, oh my gosh, like this is Superman and Batman. Like, this is a big deal. So like, he kind of his first Green Lantern experience was Kyle Rayner. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense for the timeline he was writing Justice League too. No, that's cool. Yeah, there was a lot of things that happened with Kyle that was really neat. I'm like, body count wise at that time, there were, there wasn't anybody else. I mean, Gambit was still around, but that was pretty much it. Like every other lantern was either not a lantern or dead. I mean, Guy and uh, John both escaped the execution of par- Parallax Hal Jordan because Guy was kicked out of the core and was running around in the desert being a warrior, which is really weird. And uh, John was like paralyzed in a wheelchair. Because mentally he paralyzed himself, which is kind of weird too. But like story-wise, that's the only reason those two survived. So that's pretty cool. And he he did say like he if he if because you know I think that he knows that they they're only gonna give him so much. Like sure. he's like if I get a second season, quote unquote, he really wants to delve into a Green Lantern Flash thing. That'd be cool. So. Um, so I guess basically read the book and support it because if you don't, then we're not going to ever get to see where he goes with that. And I think the science of the Speed Force and Grant Morrison could be, be really cool. Yeah. Could be really cool. That are crazy and not make any sense. Either way, it'd be cool though. I think him in a, like a Green Arrow, Green Lantern story for him too would be pretty cool. No, that w- that that's going to be part of this. So it's probably the first run. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, so so we'll get um, that anyway. Yeah, so Ollie Ollie Queen will be part of. Like that's that's one of the things that'll be part of this ten issue run. Um, it's one of the things that it's 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 uh, mapped out in the story or whatever in the back of issue one. When they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember the pictures showing the showing the scenes. Or whatever. And, they've, and they've always had a good like, that team up has always been pretty popular. So uh, definitely, as far as like things that particular duo cross a lot of boundaries in the seventies and eighties that were things that didn't happen in other books. And you got the first like sidekick junkie. Came from a story that was bad, was Green Lantern, Green Arrow, like all that stuff, dealing with drug problems and oppression of the Native Americans. And like, there was all kinds of stuff in the 70s that those two, like, happenstancely dealt with. Right. It's crazy. And I think if anybody's going to write that craziness, well, he makes it, sense. It, he, he could be that guy. Right. And I just like seeing him back on a book that, because you, you know, as much as you talked about how you don't like his mutants, like you, like they're gross. Well, <laughs> right. Writing a space book where an an alien can be anything, like one of the <laughs> one of the main the main characters so far in these two issues that have come out is like a spider character that's like disgusted by human beings, like 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 humans are disgusted by spiders. Like, ew, get away from me! Like you're gross. Like in like that and like the volcano head lantern. Yeah, that one, like that one's so crazy. And as he talks, like. Intermittently in the dialogue, he's erupting. Right, like his head's constantly erupting as a volcano. So it's like super hard. I mean, it's kind of hard to read, but it's like <laughs> it's like that's kind of a weird way to go. That's an yeah. interesting one. That's definitely an interesting take of a character as a thing in general. And then like the, uh, the yeah, the dark stars. Oh, yeah. All that stuff's been interesting. Like the vampire one. There's like a vampire. Dark yeah, star that's, that's crazy too. Which I don't remember that being a thing, but it's been a fair minute since we saw any of those characters. So right. whether that was a thing before or not, I didn't And he said know. he's pulling characters all the way back from like Hal's date, like original 
like creation of back it's in like the fifties and sixties. Like there's just random characters that he's bringing in. Yeah, I didn't see that in the article. That's cool. Dang, huh? So we'll see where it goes. Right. Again, like I said, read the crap out of the book and support it, and it, it could get even better. Right. Cool. Um, well, it's going to run a couple of those interviews from uh, from the Colorado Springs Comic Con. Uh, this is from 2018, so started a little bit late. Um, I appreciate the uh, ladies sitting down talking during the during the show. Um, better part of half a year ago. Uh, sorry, nothing was put out earlier, girls. Again, this is uh, Casey Snow and uh, Sarah with the Atomic Pixies. We're going to run those for you right now. Hi guys, this is Steve with Top 5 Comics Podcast here at the Colorado Springs Comic Con 2018. There's a lot of words in my mouth. I am here with... Casey Snow. You can see Casey, where can we find your stuff at? Um, you can find me on pretty much everything at Casey L. Snow, um, from Twitter to Facebook to Twitch to pretty much all of it. So. Right. You kind of do like a fantasy element kind of thing going on, right? Yeah, I do a lot of uh, fantasy, a little bit of fan art, but mostly illustration. I do book illustrations, uh, covers, insides, all of that. So, yeah, lots of dragons, lots of creatures, lots of fairy tale stuff. It's fun. It's good. Yeah. Right, so, what got you into doing uh, art in the first place? What made you want to do this? Do this specifically? Well, <laughs> um, I mean, art is a thing. Yeah. No. Con, I mean, cons are for crazy people, but I guess I fit in. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I've been drawing since I was little, and I was an art teacher for five years, and I decided that I just uh, really wanted to try this. I didn't want to be fifty and look back and regret not trying it. So, here I am. It's been about three years, and I've been freelancing and mostly successful. It's like a slow rise. I had no art, like no art school networking or anything so I'm kind of starting from ground zero so, yeah. so when you were doing teaching what were you, what were you teaching I was teaching art yeah at a public school it was kind of rough <laughs> so um, it was one of those low income kind of harder schools and it's just yeah it's, it's exhausting and draining I worked with great people but I needed to try this or stay there for the rest of my life so <laughs> well there, there are worse things to do in life oh gosh no teaching is such a great career I totally don't want to bag it at all I just I don't think I'm cut out for that kind of teaching where you're just constantly being attacked by children. <laughs> um, not my favorite way of teaching art. So <laughs> uh, maybe one day I'll go back. I've looked at maybe community college or something. But for now, I really want to try to do illustration and sculpting and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> well, so do you have any influence that you, things you look at, you say, I want to be like that? Is there anybody that influences you? Yeah, there's a couple of really big artists. Um, James Gurney is one. He's the guy who did Dinotopia in the 80s. Um, he's amazing. Um, incredible realist painter. Um, Terrell Whitlatch is another one. Uh, she's like a creature designer. She worked on all the Star Wars films and stuff. Um, she's really cool. Um, and, and like Muha, uh, Alphonse Muha, he is the, a lot of people say Mucha. He's the guy who did the Art Nouveau kind of stuff, so I really like his. My work doesn't really reflect that, but I really admire his stuff. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Like, name when you said the second way, that's yeah, my favorite. Everyone says Mucha. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I like him. So. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? My go-to karaoke song is actually, <laughs> I'm surprised I know this, Put a Little Love in Your Heart. <laughs> it's like the only one I feel like confident singing for some reason, um, so I like that one. <laughs> that's a fun choice. That's yeah. fun. And it's a good message for the world, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, there it goes, Buster Z, you know. Yeah, yeah, just a little. <laughs> All right, so if you're stranded on a deserted island and only take five items with you, what five items would you take? 
a water purification filter. Um, I'm also a backpacker, so I, I kind of do this already. <laughs> um, water purification filter, definitely. Um, like those emergency solar blankets, so I can always be warm or have a shelter. Either one, they're both waterproof. Um, probably a lot of, like a flint, a really big stick of flint, because I hate starting a fire from sticks. The, the bow method is hard. <laughs> Um, a really big sketchbook and a pencil, I guess. Yeah, I'd have to have a pencil. <laughs> awesome. Those are all good choices. Yeah, More practical. Most of the time we don't get practical choices, but those are good. I plan on living, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so last one. Okay. If you lived in Fantasyland, would you ride a chocolate pony? Would I ride a chocolate pony? Do I have another option? I don't. I feel like that'd be really sticky. I mean, yeah, if it's chocolate colored, but like actually made of chocolate, that would probably not work very long. I think. Um, again, probably too practical for what you're looking for. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Okay, great. That's awesome. Well, thanks for talking with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for thanks for hanging out. I appreciate that. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Hi, this is Steve with Top 5 Comics Podcast at the Colorado Springs Comic Con 2018, and I'm here with... Uh, Sarah with the Atomic Pixies. Sarah with the Atomic Pixies, fantastic. And we can find yourself on Etsy, is that right? Yes, Atom- Atomic Pixies on Etsy. Atomic Pixies everywhere. <laughs> right on. Well, like, what got you into doing art? Uh, so I actually am in a group with me and my two friends who I also conveniently live with, we're roommates. Uh, so we like to create things together. I have been, I would say probably manga and Japanese anime really was probably what got me into it when I was younger, like, you know, Sailor Moon and all that good stuff. Sure. But, oh God, I, everything really influences me. I love sci-fi things and I love beautiful architecture and I love, I don't know, it's everything influences me, but probably anime and Star Wars. <laughs> Those good choices, good choices. Things to go from. All right. Well, see, like, you use stained glass designs in a lot of your stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. So, stained glass and, um, like like I said, architecture, turn of the century. France is a lot of influence. Uh, Art Nouveau, Alphonse Mucha. It's a lot of where our influence comes from. Right on. And it's really fun. I like to work with a lot of organic shapes. It's fun. That's cool. So, so like, art-wise, what do you usually do? You do are you digital or do you digital? do... Predominantly digital. The figures sometimes get sketched by hand, but more and more we're moving into being entirely digital. I work entirely digital. Yeah, it's easy. It's much more forgiving. I can mess up nine times. And it just, you don't ever know. <laughs> What's one erasers for? <laughs> but I don't have to buy a new eraser. That's a very good point. That's a good point. You don't have to run it by lead. You don't have to buy new pencils. Exactly. I have every all my tools in one spot. All right. I can, I can work with that. Okay, we do a couple weird questions. Okay. What is your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> Blue by Leanne Rhymes. I can weirdly bust that out out of nowhere. <laughs> All right, yeah. I can do that. Okay. All right. So if you were stranded on a deserted island and you only take five items with you, what would you take? Oh gosh, probably a notebook and pencil. Does that count as one item or two? Count as one. I would say that is for sure on the list, and chapstick because I'm obsessed and I can't not have it. Um, what else would I need? Like really, if I had those two things, I would probably be okay. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Okay. Some moderate needs. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So last one. If you lived in Fantasyland, would you ride a chocolate pony? Well, so does the chocolate pony stay chocolate always? Because if it melts and gets weird, I don't want to do that. But if it's just always chocolate, solid chocolate, I would I would ride it so long as it doesn't melt. <laughs> Precursors first. Yeah. Okay. Brian, right, well, thanks for talking with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Uh, I'd just like to go ahead and thank again Sarah and Casey for taking the time to talk with us. Again, you can check both the girls out. if Search for them online. Uh, Casey Snow, that's Casey with a K. And then uh, the Atomic Pixies to find Miss Sarah's artwork and her friends. And as far as uh, work's concerned, like I said, both both groups are fantastic. Like They're really great artists. So should really check nothing else. Check them out. Um, I want to say no, the girls take commissions. So throw them some work because they're both fantastic. Yeah. Uh, super appreciate the interviews, girls. Appreciate it. So let's see. Uh, what'd you learn today, Josh? Well, before that, um, I was going to say I did. I I forgot to throw it in the news, but there's massive rumor that uh that um Leia is going to actually be the one who finishes Ray's Jedi training. That's the big rumor. Oh, that's interesting. So we could see that kind of come full circle and find out what's go- what's going on with that. Um. I'm really excited about the Young Justice stuff that's getting ready, like that's coming. It sounds like uh, you're talking about the animated, or you're talking about the comic the, bu- book? the comic. That should be like a books you're wanting to watch or books to look look for. Not a uh, what'd you learn today, Josh? No, I guess I said before I tell you what I learned. I wanted to like those are some things I forgot to say earlier on in the episode, sure. but um, because I, I I the Young Justice stuff, I was I'm. I used to be a huge fan when it was. Like, oh yeah, no, this original series was great. Yeah, I, I loved it, and I, I love me some Tim Drake, so. I'm stoked on that. Because um, my Robin's Tim Drake, my Flash is Wally West, my Green Lantern's Kyle Reiner, and my Superman has underoos. That's just that's <laughs> that's me, man. Like I don't like deal with it. That's my that's my preference. You know, I I think most people actually read Wally West, and not don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people who read Barry Allen too. You're just a lot older. So whenever they originally announced Barry Allen being back, confused me so much because people are like, "Oh, it's great, Barry's back," and I'm like, "Yeah, he's cool, but." When did you ever read Barry Allen? Right. Because you didn't. You read Wally West. Now they're all back, kind yeah. of. And at, stuff. at this point, there's multiples, so yeah. And the Flash War, is that what it's called? Flash, Flash War, yeah, whenever that happened. Well, it, yeah, that already. Ultimately, in Flash War, we got a couple other Flashes as well, so now there's a whole. Well, not a whole. I mean, there's like three other ones now, but we have two Wally Wests, we have one Barry Allen. We had a second Barry Allen for a little while running around, which I don't think he's around anymore. Um, he was trying to turn himself into the speed god. So yeah, like Flash War had some crazy stuff in it. It was cool, but it had some crazy stuff in it. But Flash is wise. If you watch the anime cartoons, the funny Flash is Wally. The serious cop Flash is Barry. Barry wasn't in the cartoons. It was Wally. Right. So, yeah, I always that always confused me with people. Unless you're like... I don't know, late forties or middle forties. But anyway, you're up, you're up and coming. I know you did some an episode with Ross. Oh yeah, some up and coming. So um, we chit chat in there a little bit. I get, don't think we actually mentioned the book in there. Get too crazy with that stuff, but um, I know him and me actually talked about that 
a while back when they they got rid of uh they canceled a couple books and we, we were both hoping that the next book that would come out would we both thought it would be like a young justice book but we weren't sure right and sure enough that's what it was so we both kind of saw the future but pretty dc heavy episode well because this book is dc yeah right but um so yeah, that pretty much drove the boat. Up and coming Marvel stuff, you know, we got some Captain Marvel coming out soon. Well, of course we got the movie and then they just finished the life and time of Captain Marvel. Right. So, um, and that changes things a little bit too, which is crazy. Yeah. Other than that, what did I learn today? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I learned that whenever we do a podcast, my dogs just get pissed off and just, you know, create problems, so... Let's try to dig for cables under the floor, which makes no sense because they never do that normally. No, they don't. Yeah, super aggravating. Silly. Like, eating the carpet right now. Like, I mean, that might be normal, I guess. I, I feel like I've seen that before, but the digging for cable thing is really weird. Uh, so what I learned today, Josh. You learned that it's okay for two men to love each other in a non-sexual way. I don't feel like that's that's weird. Huh. I don't, yeah, I don't remember learning that, but I guess knowing half the battle. G.I. Joe? Maybe? That's, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, we're gonna have to, we're, we're gonna work on that. Um, so books to watch, Josh. Oh, Book, yeah. That's where the Young Justice comes in. Because you're excited to see, hear it, and excited to see it. So that's Books to watch is before what you learned. Yeah, no, it's not. It's after. Books to watch at the end of the show. I don't do this an app this show enough. I know, that's why I was trying to leave things. Trying to. Books to watch. So, uh, I mentioned it in the other show with Ross, the, the last episode. Uh, there's the book coming out from Image called Little Bird. More stoked about it because there's a bunch of pages that came out in the newest preview catalog. So they have actual interior pages, like, I want to say five of them. So, super stoked about that. I think it'll be freaking awesome. Um, Pretty excited about War of King or no War of Realms over at Marvel. I think that'll be really neat. Um, I'm sure I mentioned that before because we're supposed to be getting Blade inside of part of that story. So I dig that a lot. Um, I know I mentioned that before because Ross is like, "Holy crap, Blade and something!" I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I never see him ever." So yeah. Anyway, so I know I mentioned that one before. Uh, as far as other books that uh, here in the near future. Uh, Let's say that we just had the Fantastic Four wedding come out. So it's interesting to see where that goes because, like, the next storyline is supposed to be a Galactus story. So that should be pretty cool. And I have a feeling that's see, it's hard to say where it's going to take place because they kind of dropped some announcement for it at the end of the Defender story. So it's either going to be in Doctor Strange or it's going to be in the Fantastic Four. I kind of think it's strange from the last batch of ads. But we probably won't know for another two months. So look for a Galactus story either in Doctor Strange or in the Fantastic Four um, with Doom as part of it also. So that should be freaking cool. Uh, definitely stoked for that. Detective Comics 1000, super stoked for. Um, everybody they announced on there, I like it writer-wise, even if they're morons. At least just one of them. Um, so I think that'll be really cool, tribute-wise. Um, if you want to see what the covers look like, you can, you can Google them now because they have the, the normal covers all out so you can see what they look like. The Jim Lee one is great. I mean, it's a wraparound. It's beautiful. And so is the Greg Capullo one. Not, they're, actually, they're all really freaking good. The Bruce Tim one's awesome. The Michael Cho one's awesome. Like, yeah, they're, they're all great. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked about all that stuff just in general. Um, 
If you haven't had a chance to check out Rags, the book from Antarctic Press, that's another one I'm super stoked on. Like, it's getting to be a real pain to get a hold of, because, like, print-wise, they didn't expect it to be as popular as it is, is what I think. Because we're already getting ready to have a third print of number one, two in the second print of the day it came out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, get on it, folks, because that thing is awesome. The art's beautiful, the story's cool. Uh, then Conan, the Barbarian, came out last week. That thing's gone the second print already, too. And issue two is already in second print and doesn't come out for like another two and a half weeks. So, yeah, it is really hitting hard. People are definitely digging it more than I think most retailers expected. That's super cool. So, yeah, I'd say check Conan out. Just for nothing else, the art is beautiful in the first issue. The story's cool, too. So, yeah, I was pretty stoked for it. All the Age of X-Man stuff was cool. Like, oh, yeah, should be interesting. Him being inside of Legion's head and taking over Legion's powers on top of his own powers and then some other people's powers and making him even super, super, super powerful. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for that whole, uh, mis- it's like the, it's a Nightcrawler book. Um, they're going to be doing like five different miniseries. The Nightcrawler, it's like the Amazing Nightcrawler? Or fin- the, the Marvelous Nightcrawler? The Marvelous Nightcrawler, yeah. I think that'll be freaking great. I mean, yeah, it's alternate reality or whatever, but it's like he's a movie star and a badass superhero guy, so that's cool. I think that's really neat. Plus, I dig him with the beard. I think that's awesome. And the return of Cyclops? Yeah, that's, well, we've already seen, like, that sort of show back up, or, like, but, like, how or why or what the reasoning behind it is, yeah, that's supposed to be answered pretty soon, too. Because the initial reveal, you're like, seriously? What the hell? And there's no, like, yeah, there hasn't been an answer yet for it, but should be pretty soon. And... Also, the return of Wolverine. Like Wolverine's supposed to have a pretty busy month in January and February. Um, yeah, we haven't rejoined the normal X-Men stuff. They will be wrapping up the Return of Wolverine miniseries, and they just started a Wolverine Longest Night, which actually, that one I haven't got to read yet, but it's a pretty cool thing, because I guess what it originally was is an audio, like an, like an audio book, voice acted, and then they turned it into a comic book, so... Like, what it actually is started out as something totally different. Um, it's in a miniseries. Number one came out already. Um, but, yeah, it's like a thing. I would say it's worth checking out. If nothing else, there's an audio commentary you could listen to along with your book, which is cool. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, relaunch. Oh, yeah. A brand new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, team. Uh, cast-wise, crazy characters. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Gladiator. Um... Yeah, it's a, it's a weird mix of characters. Well, they're relaunching that and Champions, so. Champions, yeah, Champions number one came out. It's, it, cast-wise, it's got a couple new characters in there, but majority of the original cast is still in the Champions too. It's like Miles is still there, Miss Marvel's still there. So it's kind of like Marvel's version of the Teen Titans is the way I feel about it. But the first issue that came out, and the art's great. I mean, I haven't got to read it or anything. Just the, I haven't. The but. Guardians cover that I've seen, though, it's got Groot and Moondragon, Nova, Adam Warlock, Gladiator, uh, Peter, um, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Silver Surfer, Betteray Bill, and uh, Dark Star? Oh, Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk's who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, anyway, it looks cool. And I love me. I love the new Adam Warlock design. I think it's super cool. So, yeah, it's got a cool look to it. I mean, after we finished the Infinity Wars, it's been, I don't know. We haven't seen him in a fair minute either. So having him back in the universe again is really cool. 
Yeah, just and the the he goes in waves. Like sometimes right. he's like real weird and some gaudy and like like too much, and sometimes sometimes he's just really chill and cool. Like when they very like when Guardians first came back, kind of and right. made it the Peter Quill Guardians. Like it was he was part of that team. He was. And so, and he was awesome. So it was Cosmo and and they were yeah, the girl Quasar. And yeah, they were living in nowhere together, yeah. and they were like, and it was really, and it was like the the book was written from a point of view of like after the mission was over, and then they would do flashbacks of what happened during the mission. So it was kind of like a a debriefing, basically. It was yeah. really cool, and he was part of that. But uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Right. I really liked the design that they did with him. Well, the, the style looked to him, yeah. At the time, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure who actually did the stuff. Did, did the design, but yeah. Well, I think they did that one shot. It was Mike. It was all red. All red. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. He did the one shot, and as far as the character designs, so we saw a batch of characters as the designs that came out before that, which they might have been Deloto. I can't remember who did those because they showed up on a batch of websites and in one of the previews in like a really small picture. So I don't remember who did that. I, I don't think it was Mike, but I don't know that because I don't remember. But the one shot you're talking about was Mike Allred. Yeah, it's very Allred design heavy. Oh, yeah, it all fits, yeah. That's what I mean, what I meant by that. Cool. Um, I think that's it. Anything else? No, man. All right. Uh, if you want to hear more Josh, but in less of a PC manner, there's a Never Been Done podcast, which you can check out also. Uh, if you're looking at our website, the Top of Comics podcast website, there's a link in there for it, or just Google Never Been Done podcast, and you'll be able to find it. Uh, also hosted on Podomatic, and you can, it's on iTunes and everywhere that this show is, except for Radio Public. Radio Public is the only place we're not the same listed, which if you haven't checked out the Radio Public site, if you use an Android phone, you can listen to us there, and ultimately it might make us money, I guess. Anyhow, uh, so that, I, don't, I probably shouldn't have said that. Whatever. It's not like they're listening to it anyway. Well, um, if you listen to this and you want to listen to, like, if you're into movies and directors and things like that and want to want to laugh but you don't you know you're not necessarily offended very easily because we definitely go in, a, in an offensive route not on purpose but you know, yeah well, that's, that's pretty on purpose we get crazy it, yeah and it's bad get a little crazy it's yeah it's it's, um, it's pretty raw but also like i have a new EP, ep out all right yeah so cloak and dagger club dot and cbs you actually edited it and did a video for us for did, our first single so the music video which i think is going to get released sometime here in the next two weeks yeah, next so, week um just go to youtube and it's just uh just like just search cloak and dagger club on there and it'll pop up the song is called stealing a moment yeah um, so show some cbs some love for that and sure and uh the band as well but he, you did a really good job so i do appreciate that thanks yeah if you look it up that way on youtube it's like the fourth choice down only because there's a cloak and dagger tv show which i warned you about but whatever Right. Good times. Uh, Taki? No. You know, dude, one of these days I'm going to make you watch him, Kamen Rider, and you're going to be like, oh, I get it. And you're going to be like, I, I don't, know what I, it is. I I'm, don't understand how there's a dinosaur building. I'm, I don't understand that either. Here's the deal. I'll make you a deal. Huh? You dig through that back closet of nonsense, <laughs> get me my White Ranger figure, and find it and get it to me, I will uh, say that word. But until then, I refuse. Oh, whatever. So that's all on you. Yeah, okay. Well, Taki. Check out, check out, uh, why did I forget what it was called just now? Man, that's not good. Cam- oh, check out Cameron Ryder, yeah. And there's like 8 million C, well, man, 8 million. There's a lot of seasons. Just yeah, Google just Cameron like Power Rangers, that's why I say if you find It's not the same, though. It's not the same. It's the same company in Japan. 
Um, I don't think so. Yeah, Maybe. It is. I guess I don't really know that. That'd be a Rob question. Yeah. I'm telling you that it is. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> 